0: What is confirmation bias? We hear that term all the time. It's more significant than you probably realize and goes far beyond politics, the arena in which we hear that term used so frequently. Here's the definition. Confirmation bias is a psychological phenomenon where individuals tend to seek, interpret, and favor information that confirms their pre-existing beliefs or hypotheses. And here's this part's the kicker while disregarding or downplaying evidence that contradicts those beliefs. Yep, you probably do it. I still catch myself doing it sometimes. In other words, we unintentionally filter information in a way that reinforces what we already think, feel or believe. Of course, the most obvious example of this is found in politics. Republicans, conservatives watch channels like Fox while liberal Democrats watch channels like MSNBC. Both seemingly exist to reinforce the opinions of the two ends of the political spectrum. But I want to go outside of politics today and talk about how this affects all of us on so many different levels, and pretty much on a daily basis.
1: You're listening to Zen Sandwich
0: Consider the following experiment. This is an excerpt taken from the Veritasium channel on YouTube. I will put a link to that channel in the notes.
1: I'm gonna give you guys three numbers, a three number sequence, and I have a rule in mind that these three numbers obey. And I want you to try to figure out what that rule is. But the way that you can get information is by proposing your own set of three numbers to which I will say yes to follows my rule or no, it doesn't follow my rule, and then you can propose what you think the rule is.
0: Okay, so the host of that show is going to give you three numbers, and in order for you to figure out what the rule is, you must propose your own set of three numbers, and he will simply tell you yes or no whether your numbers also fit the rule.
1: Okay, so here here are the three numbers. Two, four, eight. Two, four, eight. You don't need to continue the sequence. You can propose a totally different sequence, whatever you want to propose, and I will simply say yes or no. That Two, follows four, my rule. Two, four, eight. 16 32 mm-hmm. 16 32 and 64 yeah. uh, those also follow my rule. Okay. What's the rule? What Multi- are you
0: thinking? Uh, multiply by 2.
1: That is not my rule.
0: What? That's
1: not my rule. But you're allowed if you want propose three other numbers. 3 6 12. 3 6, six 12. 12. Uh-huh. 3 6 12. Uh-huh. Follows my rule. 10, 20, 40. 10, 20, 40. That follows the rule. Yeah, I'm still multiplying by two. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know what you're doing. And yes, it follows my rule, but no, it's not my rule. Five, 10. 10 and 20. Follows my rule. 100. 200. 400.
0: This goes on and on and on. Have you caught what's happening yet? For the sake of time, I'll cut closer to the conclusion. You see, everyone interviewed... Even though instructed that they don't need to continue the sequence, they could propose a totally different set of their own numbers. Every single participant proposed numbers multiple, multiple times that indeed fit the rule, but they did not, and most importantly, could not identify what the rule was. Ask yourself what numbers you would have said to try and identify his rule. Remember, his numbers were two four, and eight. Pause this episode if you need to, to think about it for a second. Okay, whatever you just came up with, I can tell you there's a good chance it still fit his rule, but gets you no closer to what the rule is.
1: Am I doing it the wrong way? Am I I, I approaching this the wrong way? You're totally fine, but you're approaching it the way most people approach it. Like think strategically about this. You want information. Yeah. I have information. The point of the three numbers, right, is to allow you to figure out what the rule is. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give you the numbers that I don't think fits the sequence and then see what you say. So I'll say two, four, seven. Fits my rule. So whatever I propose is right. So is your rule like... You can propose any number. So the rule is anything we say is yes. No. damn it. (laughs) But you are on the right track now.
0: Still stumped? Here's the first person to get it right. I don't know how to do this. Does not follow the rule.
1: 1098 does not. Oh, so is it all in ascending order? Booyah. Okay. Up top. Yes, first one's to get it. You guys nailed it.
0: His only rule was that the numbers be in ascending order. It seems so ridiculously simple now, right? Why could no one get to that rule for so long? It's because every single person, and maybe you did too, came up with their own rule from the beginning and then only proposed numbers that fit the rule they were thinking. And here's the crucial, critical point. While we all seek to get a yes to confirm our own rules, opinions, And biases, when we do that, we gain no additional useful information. Whenever we get a yes, an approval of our own rules and opinions and biases, it doesn't give us anything new. It doesn't tell us anything. We should actually be looking for the no's. That's what's so important about the scientific method. You set out to disprove theories, you can't actually prove a theory to be true. You try to disprove them, and it's when you absolutely can't disprove them, well, that's when you finally get to a point where you say, okay, we're getting close to something we can say is really actually true. That's why the theory of relativity, for example, and yes, the theory of evolution are generally regarded as scientific truth because they can't be disproved. Or to give you a visual of how that works, in the old world, all swans were thought to be white, though that wasn't essential criteria of what it means to be a swan. And every time you encountered a white swan, it just reinforced that thought, all swans must be white. It wasn't until we got to Australia and discovered the existence of black swans that we realized that the statement, all swans are white, isn't actually true. The color is not a part of the definitional distinction of what makes a swan a swan. Okay, enough science, Mark. How does confirmation bias impact our daily lives and decision-making processes? Well, it affects how we form opinions, make judgments, and even impacts our relationships with others. And in the age of social media and personalized news feeds... Algorithms now tailor information to our interests and viewpoints, reinforcing our existing beliefs, making it even harder to consider alternative perspectives. Confirmation bias can also lead to poor decision-making. When we cherry-pick information that supports our preconceived position, we fail to see potential flaws or risks in our choices. This can have significant consequences in a variety of areas. Be it finance, yes politics of course, and personal relationships. So what strategies or techniques can help us mitigate the impact of confirmation bias in our lives? Well, it ain't easy. (laughs) But it is certainly possible to overcome confirmation bias with self-awareness and deliberate effort. Here you go. Being mindful of your thought processes and biases is absolutely crucial. That's why it's the first strategy for a reason. When you catch yourself automatically dismissing opposing viewpoints, stop. Stop that. (laughs) Reflect on why you're doing that. It doesn't mean you're wrong or that the opposing view is right, but get at the why you wanted to just shut it down, that opposing view, just right out of the gate. Does the view disagree with some fundamental religious or political view you have? Some view of how the world is or should be? Or an opinion about the roles men or women should play, perhaps? Or a stereotype about a particular culture? Whatever it is, get at why you feel automatically set in opposition to this view. Number two, seek diverse perspectives. Actively expose yourself to a variety of opinions and sources of information. And I mean this for everyone, both sides of the political spectrum, if we're talking politics here. I'm not being a proponent of the political left or right in this case. I'm an independent. If you're a liberal, watch Fox sometime. If you're a conservative, suck it up and watch an MSNBC program sometime. And don't just watch so that you can scream at the TV that the pundit is wrong. Actively listen and consider what they're saying. Moreover, engage in discussions. Discussions, not shouting matches. With people who hold different beliefs and try to understand their reasoning. Make sure that they are willing to listen to you too, though. If you just engage with someone with a a brick wall mentality, one of those I'm right and I know I'm right kind of people you're not going to get anywhere that's not going to be very helpful all right number three challenge your own assumptions continuously question your own beliefs and opinions ask yourself what evidence supports my view but also ask yourself what evidence contradicts it get in this habit this habit can help you see the bigger picture finally number four fact check your information Verify the accuracy of information before accepting it as true, even if it comes from what you think is a reliable source. Be cautious of sensational headlines and dubious sources, whether that's news you read or the gossip you hear at the water cooler from your best friend. Let me tell you, when I was a practicing attorney, and even now as a former practicing attorney, I still get asked often, to help out with someone's legal situation. It could be family law, it could be a will, it could be a landlord-tenant dispute, a criminal matter, and I gotta tell you, in every case, pretty much all of them, there are three sides at least, sometimes more. There's the person's story talking to me, the other side's perspective, and third, what really actually happened. Almost every time. Overcoming confirmation bias is an ongoing journey that requires conscious effort and an open mind. Embrace the idea that your beliefs are subject to change with new evidence and diverse perspectives. Remember that being open to change doesn't mean you're weak. Rather, it shows your intellectual strength and adaptability. So be mindful of your own confirmation biases when you just shut down an opposing view. Seek diverse opinions challenge your assumptions and fact check your sources if you get in the habit of doing those things you will be much closer to what is actually true and you'll be a smarter more understanding and compassionate person for it alright that's it folks if you learned something in this episode and value that information hey check us a few bucks if you got it we need it, we got bills to pay to keep this show running you can find out how to do that at zensandwich.com. Or uh, wherever you're listening to this, there is likely a Sponsor This Podcaster button, which goes through my host, Red Circle. That works too. Regardless, I appreciate you listening. Tell a friend, look, Zen Sandwich isn't just a podcast. It's a movement. You are a part of it. I'm here to uh, try and bring a little calm and kindness to the world, and I could always use your help getting the word out. That's all. Um, One thing you don't need a confirmation bias on is that it's important to breathe. Don't forget to breathe.